Hello, I'm Laura Ingle. Welcome back to another episode of Fox News Investigates. This is the third installment in our series on teen sex abuse in the Louisville Metro Police Department. In the first episode, we heard from two alleged victims of a former Louisville officer who detailed graphic experiences of abuse and rape. In the second, lawyers and politicians detailed an alleged plot to cover up the misconduct, a warning that some of what's discussed in this podcast is graphic in nature and may not be suitable for young audiences. Fox News has reached out to all parties central to the scandal for a comment. Some chose not to respond. Now, here's our reporter, Andrew Kuyper. Hello, I'm Andrew Kuyper. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we're going to hear from an academic and an investigative journalist, both of whom have deeply investigated instances of sex abuse in Youth Explorer chapters across the nation. In the first episode, we heard from two alleged victims of a former Louisville officer who detailed graphic experiences of abuse and rape. Here's CF, a victim who filed a lawsuit against the officers. He, uh, he said the fridge was full of alcohol, and that's when he started to come on to us, and I was extremely nervous, didn't know what to do, who to call. So that's when I started drinking. And from there, he took us into his bedroom and um, some messed up things happened. In the second episode, we spoke with lawyers and local politicians close to the scandal. They detailed their knowledge of what they say is a cover-up by police and city leadership. They helped shed light on the claims of abuse and negligence at the center of this story. Here's attorney David Yates. I think that obviously... Um, the way the program was run, uh, looking back now, I think that that level of negligence is that's an easy standard to meet here. But to say that they actually, they were part of that cover-up and they were part of that, um, I think that that moves on to people in positions of authority. I think it moves all the way up and named Flaherty individually for that reason, because he ran the program. The allegations of abuse made by the victims are striking, not only because of the severity of them, but also because of the pattern they establish. It appears the officers would groom the scouts, beginning with inappropriate text messages and eventually escalating their actions to increasingly more sexual and perverse levels. They seem to have exploited the innocence and ambition of the teenagers. Unfortunately, sexual abuse in the Youth Explorers program isn't unique to Louisville. There have been hundreds of documented cases of officers exploiting their positions as mentors to prey on teen cadets. In some cases, officers were prosecuted and convicted. In others, they resigned or were fired from the force. Today, we'll hear from a local investigative journalist and an academic, both of whom have written extensively on the abuse within the Youth Explorers programs across the nation. First, Andrew Wolfson. He's a longtime investigative reporter with the Courier-Journal in Louisville. He compiled a database of sex abuse lawsuits against officers involved in police Youth Explorer programs across the nation from newspaper articles and court filings. We got a tip that um, a... An officer had been suspended um, because of some allegations um, involving his role as a advisor to the Explorer program, and um, we weren't able to write too much about it. And then um, finally, there was a um, sealed lawsuit filed. 
under a pseudonym for the plaintiff. I think it was NC, if I remember correctly. And um, we got a, a, a copy of the lawsuit um, and then went from there. NC was the first victim to file a civil lawsuit against former Louisville officers Kenneth Betts and Brandon Wood. The lawsuits made explosive allegations. NC claimed the two officers raped him and also recorded the acts on camera. Neither of the former officers were made available for interviews or comment. NC's lawsuit tore Louisville asunder. It was the first of an eventual seven lawsuits filed against members of the Louisville Metro Police Department and city leadership. And that first, that first reporting that you did on, on NC's lawsuit, what were the ripple effects? I think people were disturbed that, um, that this involved police and that um, it apparently had gone on for a long time. And um, one, it turned out that an officer who had been allowed to resign from the department was... Um, one of the accused, and um, so I think there was a suspicion of whether um, it was properly handled um, when it first came to light. Wolfson spearheaded a nationwide investigation into sex abuse in the Youth Explorer program. He found 162 victims in at least 28 states over the past 40 years. Well, I, in, in reading about the Explorers, uh, it wasn't hard to come upon the, fa- the fact that there were cases stretching back um, decades. We found that the um, the executives in charge of scouting and the Explorer program specifically did not respond in an effective way as these cases emerged. Um, part of the problem was that authority was diffused between the the scouting organization and uh, the police departments that actually ran these programs. Some of the details Wolfson uncovered were harrowing. The youngest victims he came across were just 13 years old. In Oregon, he found a case where five officers made a sex tape with two boys and two girls. Another instance in Rhode Island, six officers had sex with just one girl. In Los Angeles, a former explorer turned officer was sentenced to 11 years in prison for sodomizing teenage boys. In some cases, the officers were prosecuted and served jail time. In others, they were allowed to resign or even remained on the force. And w- were there any patterns that you, that you came across? I think um, the one thread was that um, the victims, like all explorer scouts, were... Um, kind of enthralled with police and wanted to uh, at least consider pursuing that as a career so they were particularly vulnerable to the authority of the officers. This cuts to the heart of the issue. The victims were abused by officers in positions of power who exploited the kids' desire to enter their profession. This exploitation of ambition destroyed many young lives. Well, uh, I think it begins with manipulation. Police officers are authority figures. And some police officers really know how to use that in a manipulative way, especially with a teenager. That's Samuel Walker, a professor emeritus at the School of Criminology and Criminal Justice at the University of Nebraska, Omaha. Uh, you know, I'm the big cop, you know, I'm, I'm out there dealing with dangerous situations and, and so on. Well, that appeals, you know, 
or it gets the attention of, of you know, some younger people, and then one thing can just lead to another. In 2003, Walker published a study on police sex abuse of teen girls. He found over 30 cases where officers were punished for sex abuse in the Youth Explorer program. I got calls from people after the, the initial report was done, you know, people who had been been victims and are their parents and so on. And, and, um, and we got a sense that there are a lot of, I'm pretty, I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of cases where uh, the, the parents don't go public. And there are undoubtedly a lot of cases where the girls themselves never tell their parents or anybody else. So the, the, the exact amount of, of how often this occurs is simply unknown. But it, I, I, I compare it to an iceberg. The cases we counted are the tip of the iceberg. But as, as we know about icebergs, you know, the, most of it is below the water level. This seems to hold with the incidents in Louisville, where attorneys said there were many more victims than those who filed lawsuits. The ones who haven't come forward are maybe even more embarrassed than um, the children who were abused by priests because um, they, you know, they looked up to um, police and at least were entertaining the idea of becoming one. So I don't think it's going to grow to those proportions, but we haven't really, I mean, there's obviously, I think when when I wrote um, that story, I think there's still only two or three cases here that surfaced, so more have come to the fore here. Walker is concerned with some of the practices and policies of departments who run Explorer programs, namely how they conduct ride-alongs and social interactions. In a number of the cases, officers were found to invite cadets into their homes and give them alcohol. Such is the case with C.F., who detailed his rape by Officer Kenneth Betts in our first episode. In California, Walker found a 2002 case where an officer pled guilty to multiple sexual misconduct charges for abusing three 16-year-olds, often during late-night ride-alongs. Now, my concern is that not enough is being done to uh, to make sure nothing uh, nothing bad happens. And and again, I, it, you you can really get to the point of of just basic police supervision. You have to be careful which officer you choose to run the program. Which officers are actually going to be out there alone with teenagers, male or female? Uh, and again, it's Officers get reputations, uh, and so you, you, there, there's opportunity to do some careful screening. Uh, you can you can do you know closer uh, uh, supervision in terms of policies of of you know uh, not spending like social time together. I mean, if it, if the explore program is a ride along on on patrol. Um, you know, the, you, you just don't have the, the opportunities if they're going to stop and you know, park somewhere and just, you know, ostensibly to talk. I mean, that's an invitation to disaster. So there, there, are, there are ways to control this. In his report, Walker noted that Learning for Life maintains procedures and policies meant to protect against sexual misconduct in Explorer programs. Still, local journalists like Wolfson have had trouble holding them to account. It seems like this is a problem that that runs pretty deep in that program. I was never able to get the um, 
the leaders of the program nationally to say how many kids have been involved over the years. I mean, obviously only a um, very small percentage of officers or explorers were implicated. I do think it shows that um, any any program for youths um, will attract um, some uh, adults who um, are looking to abuse them or, or, or trying to satisfy that predilection. My own attempts to speak with officials in the national program were similarly fruitless. More than a dozen attempts to contact Learning for Life and the Boy Scouts of America, which Learning for Life operates under, with detailed questions were not returned. To date, there have been seven civil lawsuits filed against officers involved with the Louisville Metro Police Department's Youth Explorer Program. In the city of Louisville, well, they could be on the hook for substantial settlements to the victims. The average settlement, I think, in your, in your reporting was over 400000 I believe so. How do you see some of this turning out here? I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I don't imagine it will go to trial. Um, I think there may be some questions about um, statutes of limitation, whether cases were filed in timely fashion, um, what some of the... Um, and the age of the scouts at the time. Generally in Kentucky, the age of consent is 18, but there's an exception for when the alleged abuser abuser is a, in a position of trust, like a teacher or a minister, and um, I guess it'll be litigated whether that also applies to um, explorer um, leaders. Nationally? Wolfson found the average settlement was over $450,000. There were 75 criminal charges filed, resulting in 49 convictions. Of the 162 victims, 137 were female and 25 were male. In Louisville, both male and female cadets were abused. Independently, Walker was able to validate the scale of Wolfson's findings. As a result of his research, he contributed to a report by the International Association of Chiefs of Police that addresses sexual misconduct in police departments. I think there needs to be more talk about this among the, within the law enforcement profession at professional meetings uh, and, and you know, more discussion of you know, particular departments where you know, it would be good to hear, hear, hear chiefs and captains you know, uh, talk about how they got wind of something and they acted they looked into it, and then they took decisive action pretty quickly. It's really the culture of, of particular departments. Walker said accountability lies with leadership at each department. If chiefs don't set the tone, then it's easy for this kind of abuse to flourish under their watch. Such is the case in Louisville, where whistleblowers like Jimmy Harper, who alerted local politicians to the scandal, are punished for bypassing the chain of command. Harper recently won a settlement in his whistleblower lawsuit. Protect the ones who blow the whistle? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We don't have enough whistleblowing because they, they don't get protection. I want to speak to the ones that, that extended over time. Uh, that speaks to the culture of a particular department where they have come to accept, you know, tolerate misconduct, look the other way, and it's, it sort of gets built in. Um, you know, you, you find that playing out in... in I mean, that's, that's what allows corruption to flourish in, in, in some departments. 
Walker said the chiefs are advised to institute a zero-tolerance policy for sexual misconduct, one with consequences, including the firing or prosecution of officers involved. He acknowledges there's no easy fix. Changing a culture within a police department isn't an overnight task, but it's something that must happen. Police must be accountable to the public they serve. It remains to be seen whether or not the investigations in Louisville result in a change in police leadership. What is known, though, are some of the impacts sexual assault has on victims. Katya Estes is a 22-year-old woman who survived being raped by a family member. Her experience pushed her to become a victim's rights advocate in Louisville. Councilman David Yates represented her years ago in a civil lawsuit that put him on the map as a fighter for victims of sex crimes. Katya has been a vocal totem of support and advocacy for the youth explorer victims in Louisville. It's like one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually abused by the time they're 18. And I think those numbers are just outrageous. And it's something that people brush under the rug or they don't believe the victims or they belittle them. And I feel like David has always had that voice to stand up and be like, no, this is happening. This is happening in our communities. And I'm grateful that he won't stop doing that. Katya was raised in Louisville, but adopted from Russia when she was an infant. Her abuse happened in Kentucky, and much of her experience mirrors that of the Youth Explorer cadets. Well, <laughs> sorry, that makes me tear up because, like, it's just something that is, you disclose, and you have detectives, lawyers, advocates around you trying to help you and they do a very well job but you just feel so alone and isolated no matter what as someone who who is going through all of the all of the difficulties for someone who was abused how important is that to put that out there to know that there are people in the world who who validate it is crucial i feel like once somebody feels like they are being belittled by the situation or people are blaming them for the abuse, that's when, I mean, that's when it goes downhill in many different ways. I mean, they're already dealing with the trauma itself on top of disclosing and being in a vulnerable position. So I just, I, I always want to say, like, I hear you and I believe you because I want them to know that I have their back. Katya works with a local organization called the Family Children's Place. In 2016, the year Yates filed the first lawsuit on behalf of alleged victim NC, she won a national award for her advocacy work. And the thing is, people say like, oh, sex offenders, and there's this whole like, people try to say that they look like a certain person or they have the big white truck and they give out candy, and you know, but like it's not like that. It can be in your family, it could be in your school, it could be in your youth group, it can be anywhere, it could be in your local police department. And unfortunately, that's a situation we have here. Katya brings up a valid point. You heard what happened in the case with CF. He came from a long line of firemen and law enforcement. Duty and honor was in his bloodline. That was what first got me involved in the public services. I had always had interest in helping people, so that was one of the first things I could do. 
Being a public servant was a world CF thought he knew, and more importantly, he thought he could trust. So I know that you haven't been able to talk with any of the kids from the Youth Explorers program um, or any of the ones named in the lawsuits, but if you could tell them anything, uh, what would you say? What would you let them know? You all are so brave. You guys are warriors. I hear you. I validate you. I'm rooting for you. Just don't give up that fight because it is so hard. It is so detrimental. But you have an army of people that love you and support you. And I wish I could give you all hugs, even though I can't. But you guys are warriors. Just keep fighting the fight. It's going to be hard. It's going to be very depressing. You're going to you're gonna go through this trauma and the triggers. It's gonna happen, but you just have to stay strong. Victims of sexual violence experience trauma that manifests in a variety of ways. A study reported in the Clinical Psychology Review found that adults who experienced sexual assault were 70% more likely to contemplate suicide. They had higher rates of anxiety, depression, and drug use. We've mentioned lawyers for the victims in Louisville, who said their clients have exhibited similar behaviors. Here's Councilman David James with a tragic story. My understanding is the FBI uh, interviewed that individual uh, earlier in the day, I believe it was around 10 a.m. in the morning, and that the interview lasted two to three hours, uh, and then that individual left uh, the interview, came home, and about two hours later uh, committed suicide. Attorney David Yates corroborated this suicide. CF and Darrell are two alleged victims of officers in the middle of this scandal. Both shared their stories in exclusive interviews with Fox News in our first episode. CF is still pursuing his civil lawsuit against Officer Betts and the Louisville Metro Police Department. He's currently recovering from injuries sustained while in a motor vehicle accident while serving in the Army. I hope that this will shed a light on the police department show what happened and I hope that nationally if this is happening elsewhere the explorers or cadets will come forward and not be scared to do so. Darrell retired from the police force in 2014 due to progressively worsening health conditions. He's now working part-time in the Louisville area and actively seeking professional counseling as an outlet for the trauma from the abuse he suffered by Officer Betts. He thinks that there's been ongoing sexual abuse in the program for years before what's been reported. The police department is overwhelmingly great people, you know, by, by the, uh, most all of them. But, you know, you see stories like this where occasionally, you know, there's a bad apple that comes in. In this case, I think, um, I think it, it happened before Betsam Wood. Um, we'll put it that way. Daryl said he's waiting for justice for the other victims and hoping for a change in police and city leadership. In our fourth episode, we'll dive into a number of allegations made in five recently unsealed Explorer lawsuits. We'll also update you on the criminal cases against Betsam Wood, as well as the political ramifications this saga has had on the current mayoral race in the Derby City. Andrew, thank you again. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll stick around for the fourth installment in our series, which dives into allegations made public in the remaining five civil lawsuits. 
You've been listening to Fox News Investigates. I'm Laura Ingle. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.